to the Untitled Movie Podcast. We're finally back after our Game of Thrones epic uh, shows. Um, and this one's going to be pretty heavy, man. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't see too many jokes <laughs> flying on this one. This is uh, Ava DuVernay's, uh, I, mean, I mean, I think this may be her best. I think this is better than Selma. I mean, I would agree. It's. I think I don't even know if we can compare it to Selma. Because it's kind of when they see us, uh, Netflix original series, miniseries. Yeah. Um, it's the, it's the highest watched Netflix show I think of all time now yeah. or something. Yeah, it's been number one for um, you know <sighs> since it came out. I mean, <clears throat> and my thing is. It ain't just black folks watching this, Dan. Obviously, if it's the highest in Netflix right. history. No, I mean, everybody is watching it and everybody is interested, which is a good thing. You know, and, and one of the reasons I say we can't compare it to Selma is just because of the the way it was released. You know, and maybe, you know, because Netflix is the new wave of, you know, the way that we're going to watch things. But, you know, okay. Selma was a major motion picture. Um, you know, and everybody knows about Martin Luther King and everybody yeah. knows about Selma. <laughs> so, I mean, in, in the Central Park jogger case, you know, I, I was, what, nine, ten years old. So this was not something that I was familiar with. So the, the story was brand new for me. So the the hype around it really came from people being so interested in this story. Like, I, I don't know if I would have sought, you know, a, a, a docuseries out about this story because I knew so little about it. Um, but so many people are, you know, intrigued by this, that just by word of mouth, you know, this is becoming so popular. Yeah, it's, man, I don't even know where to even start, I guess. Um, what was your overall thoughts? I thought, I guess we could start oh there. Yeah, I mean, it was heavy. I think you described it as it was so heavy. And, and I, I am admittedly a coward when it comes to some of this stuff. <laughs> the reason that, you know, I haven't gotten through 13 yet. And, you know, oh, you I haven't finished 13? Oh. And I wonder if that's the reason that this got people liked it so much because 13 right. was so good. Yeah, I mean, we're trusting, you know, Ava and her her, her storytelling. Um, but I haven't gotten through that. I, I have not watched Fruitvale Station. You know? <laughs> that's and hilarious. The only reason, you know, after I had to read the backstory first because I'm like, everybody is talking about this. And oh, you hadn't noticed, you didn't know the story of Oscar Grant before, before. No, 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 I'm talking about. Central Park. Oh, Central Park 5. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, I, and then the, before watching this, I was like, let me do some research first and see if this <laughs> is something that's going to depress me. And because I saw that there was some semblance of justice, I was like, okay, I, I think I can get I can handle this it. <laughs> but I barely got through it. I mean, I was not crying. And at first, like, I wanted to watch this with somebody. Like, my, you know, my group of friends, we kept talking about we're going to get in, we're going to get together and watch it. And like, I couldn't wait anymore. And I'm so happy I was by myself because that was some ugly crying. I oh, man, yo. Oh, man, I'm a grown man, and I was up in there balling, mm -hmm. balling, like, yeah. man, it was, man, it was, it was heavy, man, yeah. just, and, and you think about all the stuff they went through for that whole time, it's just mm -hmm. like, wow, like, man, like, man, but so let's, let's start out, I guess, the, the first night, the night of the event, um, yeah, because she just kind of jumps right into it. Yeah, yeah. She didn't give no... She just showed them, I guess, that day, what they were doing earlier that day, and then mm -hmm. you jump right into the interrogations and the, the, the incident. Yeah, you know, and there's like very little backstory for all of them that's told at the beginning. You know, we kind of learn it as we're going through the interrogation and the trial and the aftermath, you know, what their their history is. And 
um, because I, I, I mean, I watched it a couple weeks ago, and since then I've been trying to read, you know, the, the interviews and recaps and um, looking back at the PBS special that came out, you know. Did you see, did you, did you watch that? I did not watch yeah, the special. It's good. I, I just watched, um, you know, an interview that was done after the special in, in 2013. And so now I'm trying to remember, you know, what did I see in When They See Us and what did I, what have I learned since then from these interviews? And, I'm, mm-hmm. and you know, and even the Oprah interview that just, you know, came out last Friday. Um, but, you know, I don't know if it's that important because it's all, you know, a, a telling of the overall story. Um, but I'm saying that to say that I've learned so much more even after watching the film about who they were before um, that interrogation. It's just, it's angering and it's sad. You know, what could these young men have been if this did not happen to them? I mean... During the last episode with Corey, you know, he kind of goes through this montage in his mind of, you know, what if I just stayed at the restaurant with the girl I was flirting with? Yep. How how would my life have changed? One of the few times that going after some coochie will help you out, man. (laughs) Most of the times it gets you in trouble. Yeah. This time it would have saved your life. It would have saved him. It saved his life almost. It was was angering to me because it was like, man, you eat no people... And how many other people in these situations like this were there? In a, were there they're falsely accused? Um, did you ever see Strong Island? It's not Strong Island. Um, the one where Lakeith plays the guy that got uh, wrongfully uh, uh, convicted for murder. Oh no, I have not. It was on. Um, it's on um, Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of it. I watched it uh, on the airplane. I mean, these wrongful convictions are not anything new. Uh, oh no, but I'm saying, but it seems like yeah. it's a lot that they okay. messed up with in the '80s and '90s. Yes, like <laughs> in the '70s, probably too. We oh, just yeah. they just able to get the track these down right. from DNA and stuff from the eight from the yeah. '80s and '90s. I mean, that's why the Innocence Project is so important. Oh, and it's another one too that's like a religious one. I forgot the name of the other one that's like the Innocence Project. Mm-hmm. It's I think it's run by Methodists. Mm-hmm. Um, but the movie I'm talking about is. Um, Damn, I'm trying to look for it now for everybody. Check Crown Heights. Okay. That's that's the one where he plays a brother that wrongfully convicted for murder mm-hmm. and his his boy basically loses his marriage, everything to try to get his boy out. Oh, wow. And um Nami Nasamar plays his boy. Okay. Uh Kerry Washington's uh husband. Okay. Uh which I didn't even know he was an actor. <laughs> I didn't either. I yeah, yeah. He, he did good too though. He was good in it. Um, so yeah, it came out, it's on Amazon Prime, uh, for people, they want to peep it, I know, it's on Prime. Okay. Um, but man, it's, so the night, the night all this happens, we talked about this a little before, do you think that it went down as innocently as they were Um, saying, or you think it could be? I don't think it went down as innocently as they're, as they're saying, because I think that there were some truthful confessions that they gave about some of the, the ruckus and rioting, you know, that they were were messing around with people. Um, I don't think that um, not telling that piece of it takes away from the story. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of had mixed feelings about it and like whether or not they should have covered that. Um, but this is Ava's telling of their story and I'm fine with the way that she told it. Yeah, I'm like, hey, Ava, let them cats live a little bit. I'm cool with them living. So, yeah. hey, if they, if they weren't innocent, oh, well. I mean, especially since it doesn't justify what happened to them. 
Yeah. You know, but some people are justified in their head, though. That, that that's let's why. Let's say that there were some kids today, you know, that mm-hmm. are throwing rocks at bikers. Okay. Are they going to be deemed rapists and <laughs> sent to prison for five to ten years and have their entire futures destroyed? No, that's not no. the sentence that they're going to receive. So, you know, it's I, I, that may have, I don't know if it would have taken away from the story or helped it. At, I mean, I, because, like, I don't know if it would have had an impact one way or the other. I'm fine with her not showing that piece. I mean, it's the stigma, too, I guess, of it all. Is the yeah. is one of the things of, like, yo, like... You're a way rapist. Yeah. Like. Oh my god. Like, I mean, even fast forward a little bit to the third episode when dude was out on a date with the girl. Yeah. And she was like, "Yeah, I know you. I know you probably raped that white woman anyway." You're like, "Damn." Oh, she was being ridiculous. Yeah, I'm like, "Yo." Is that the one that Antron was on the date? Yeah. Antron. Antron, yeah, yeah, he was on a date with her. Oh my god, she was just bogus. Um, but you know, they say that even even prisoners or criminals Mm -hmm. have a moral code and. You know, rape is the second worst thing you can do. And he said behind child molesting. Yeah, next to being a pedophile. So, you know, that just having that charge, uh, you know, affected them their entire lives, you know, even in the prison system. So they get they get in there for their interrogations. We looked it up. Mm-hmm. I guess there is not it's not illegal to interrogate a kid as long as you read them in the Miranda rights. Now, the coercion is where you yeah. can yeah. have a little bit of... Um, discussion about yeah i mean and that's that's really what got them because there we know that there was no physical evidence you know there were two pieces of dna that they covered on the show there was dna from her cervix and then dna from a sock Mm -hmm. um and neither of those matched the boys um and then you've had their confessions and that's what the you know was the nail in their coffins and you know there are only three ways that you can throw out a confession to a crime one is if it's unlawful, meaning they they weren't read their Miranda rights. Okay. Um, so in this case, it appears that they were. Um, two, that it's privileged. That's another way to throw out a confession. Um, and privilege means that you have made the confession to somebody that the law deems your confession to be protected by. So a priest, um, a doctor, your spouse. Um, why is it? Why is the why is spousal um these open. are deemed to be highly um confidential um relationships that the law protects um so that, like so that's the whole idea that your spouse cannot be brought up if you are married and you you make a statement to your spouse there's a spousal privilege then they can't bring her on a stand right right like necessarily if i get correct now okay. your spouse can choose to break that privilege oh okay 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 <laughs> Okay. Um, but, so but she can that, still get me. She does not want to testify. The the court does not. The court cannot require her to. You know. And then the other privilege is, of course, with your attorney. So if you make a confession to your attorney, if you were to confess to me that you committed a crime, mm-hmm. I can't go tell the court that you confessed to me. Dang! No matter what it is. Right. Like I can be like, man, I kill all them people there are times in Georgia. That, you know, the law will permit me to, you know, share that information, but there's never a time the court can compel me. Okay, they can't make you. Exactly. But you can go on your own and be like, yo, man, he's up here murdering all these kind of people in Kentucky. Right, right. If, you know, if there's, if, if it's because I'm trying to protect something future from happening, mm-hmm. but if you've already done it, it's been committed. And I'm like, I'm, I'm living my life, you know, I, but I, I mean, can't. I can, I can go share that, but then I'm violating my ethical rules. Okay. So, you know, um, there's a lot that goes into that. Have you had anybody tell you something crazy like that where you had to keep it confidential? No, you don't have to say what it is. But <laughs> I'm not I'm, even going to share that. Damn, that's um, how confidential it is. God oh, damn. Yeah, no, I, I, um, 
respect my attorney-client relationship. Okay, all right. They're Look at you, lawyer. Enough. Gonna say anything? Okay. Guess who, who or what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, well, I will. We, well, then the answer is yes. Then people, if y'all before y'all ask, the answer is yes. <laughs> I ain't saying now. Um, the other third, the other way to throw out a confession, the third way is if it's involuntary or coerced. And so that's the way that the boys' attorneys tried to take out, tried to um, keep out the confessions here. So um, we know from the film and you know from information that you can find now that they were questioned for almost two days. Yeah, so, that was crazy, like 36 hours or some shit. I think it was more than 48. So the attack happened on April 19th. Their mm -hmm. confessions didn't happen until April 21st. So Damn. I believe that they were uh, detained on the 20th. So, you know, this, it, yeah, it's, it's almost 36 hours. <clears throat> that they're sitting, no food, no drink. I think they may have had a bathroom break. But, you know, and these are, we're forgetting these are 14, 15, 16-year-old boys. Um, most of them who do not, you know, some of them who did not have their parents there with them. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we learned later on that Corey had a hearing problem as well as, you know, an intellectual learning disability. Mm -hmm. He even, you know, says in the documentary, in the docuseries that he couldn't read. Um, and, th and they just want to get out of there, you know, and they're yeah. being made promises by the police. You know, if you just say this, if you just say that, if you just give us this, we we'll get out of here, we'll get you out of here. Um, you know, and they're and, and they are, you know, confessing to the things that they actually did engage in, you know, the rioting and, and maybe some of the assault, the horse playing and all yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. The wild and, uh, you know, the wild and <laughs> you know, they're con they're confessing to that. And then just so they can get out of there. You know, what do you want me to say? They didn't know each other, you know, which is I, I found very interesting. <laughs> You know, that they didn't know each other. So what What do I need to do to implicate this other dude? I'll say, I, you know, I was there, you know, just so I can get out of here. And you're telling me that th that's all I have to do to get out of here. Then I'm going to try to do it. I'm right. like, oh, cool. Uh, but the thing is, like, three weeks after they made these confessions, they tried to retract them. So it's not like they waited until they got to trial. You know, they, they knew that they had confessed to something that they did not commit, you know, crimes they did not commit. And they tried to retract them. And so the, the judge, you know, went through... Um, it's analysis, his analysis of whether or not these were involuntary or coerced confessions and deemed that they were not. Um, and there, you know, that's a very subjective analysis. Um, and, you know, when you think of involuntary or, or uh, something being coerced, you think of being physically threatened. Right. Um, and, you know, I've seen in some of the interviews and then we saw in, in the docuseries that they were physically assaulted. Mm -hmm. So that to me is... Kevin know, was blumped up. Right. Yeah. So for you to, you know, <laughs> physically um, assault me or threaten me and, and you know... And at 14, you know, it ain't that hard to threaten yeah. them and get them scared? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But it's a, you know, it's a very subjective analysis and, you know, one that went the wrong way, you know, in this case. And you see, even without use of having... Um, uh, he didn't do a videotaped confession. I think he did the written statement. Mm -hmm. But, you know, even the what the other boys said uh, about the, you know, each other was enough. And that's the only evidence here. Yeah, and that's... And then the the idea of, like, yo, these you letting kids be there for this long yeah. just to try to get somebody to say something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you really have to think about the political climate at the time. Like, it yeah. was really, you know... A recipe for disaster um, you know and and at that time I think DNA evidence was uh, just relatively starting. new mm -hmm. um, and the way that I mean it was just the way that it was put to the media and the way the media ran with it too so the police kept calling it inconclusive mm -hmm. and that is not true 
Um, I think one of the police officers described it as a thumbprint. So like if you put your thumb on something, then I put my thumbprint on something that somebody else puts their thumbprint on something because so many people have touched this thing. It's now inconclusive. But, you know, which is a way to, to describe what inconclusive means. But that's not what happened here. They knew that the DNA evidence, because there was the DNA evidence from her cervix and the DNA and then the, the semen so sock, found in a sock. sock. They knew that it came from the sock. How did the person. semen get in the sock, though? I think he ejaculated into the sock. Wow. So but the, what they did that's a know weird, that's a, is that's, that's, that's a weird, that's, <laughs> I mean, the motherfucker's weird in general, but go ahead. Yeah, but what they <laughs> did know that is that this evidence came from the same person. So even if the cervical DNA was inconclusive, they knew that it had come from the same person. Because it's and in the that not, And that, that person was not one of these five boys. So it was a complete misrepresentation of the evidence that, you know, I wish I could go back and read a transcript and see how it came out. Um, because I can't remember the name of the attorney that Joshua Jackson plays, but he was completely taken off guard during the trial that this sock evidence even existed. Um, oh, right. It wasn't until the you know the officer that he was questioning, or, or I don't know if it was a um, no, it was the DNA. It was the DNA examiner. Yeah, okay, the exam, yeah. yeah, the medical I, examiner. I wasn't sure who it was, but um, it wasn't until he said, "Well, you know, we tested this other DNA." They even knew that it existed, which is also a violation of you no know, discovery rules. You know, that should have been disclosed that this other evidence existed that could have exonerated them at the time. Um, but even then, like that, I mean, that could have been played up so hugely. You know that the prosecution has withheld this evidence and you've mischaracterized what it says. Mm -hmm. um, but you but know, Linda Fairstein pushed so hard for that shit. Right, right. Um, but the confessions were what were so strong. So. Um, so then you have Linda Fairstein who's pushing mm -hmm. for these kids. To, like, well, they did it. We know they did it. But we just got to get them to say it. Yeah. And I'm just like, wow, like take a step back. And just thinking about all this before we just go hard on these four or five kids. Right. Like, and I know that's an issue. I know in general they try to teach um, law enforcement don't get fixated on um, certain suspects. Because mm -hmm. then you're just going to try to, you're just trying to find evidence to get that person because you're fixated on getting them. Exactly. And that, and that obsession and fixation made her ignore that they had the real persons, the real person who committed this crime. His DNA evidence always already existed. I think they said that he was arrested for another rape shortly after this. So yeah, they, they had four it, more they rapes. They could have tested it. Four they more could rapes. Have tested it before these boys were even convicted and saw that he was the person that actually committed this crime. But, but now, do don't that. they just put you automatically through? Like, if you get charged with anything and they get your DNA, they just put you up against anybody, anything that happens in general in that state, right? I don't. I, I do not practice criminal law. You know, I don't work <clears> with the police anymore. I used to. Um, so I don't know the answer to that question, um, but you know, some people got popped on. Um, what's the one you did for um, your ancestry or whatever? What your ancestry to DNA? I don't understand your question. Like, like you know, you get the ancestry DNA thing. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, because they have it on file. Right, but some people got popped for that. They oh, didn't yeah, call some yeah, people yeah. with that. Yeah. yeah. No, you can't. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I did my ancestry on Twenty Three and Me, and like a lot of people say that you shouldn't do that because now your DNA is on file. But whatever, I'm not bothered. I mean, people can. They can get your DNA any kind of way. <laughs> right, they can, you can just take a cup, right? Exactly. Take a sip of something at McDonald's and they get your cup and they've got your DNA. Um, but I don't know if there's an automatic run. I mean, that would just be... Is it, that's probably too hard. Astronomical. I mean, I, I cannot the cost, imagine probably. That, yeah, the cost and the time of doing that. But the thing is, um, some of the, the information I read afterwards is that... Uh, what is it? Matthias Reyes. Like, the way that he committed this, this was his M.O. 
And, you know, there was another rape committed a couple weeks or a couple days. Or it was a series of four of them that he yeah, did, yeah. committed the exact same way. And you don't look into this. I mean, it was so close in time. <laughs> yeah, no. But they were so fixated on these five, you know, that they didn't bother to test it. And that is one of the things I think is most egregious in this, is that they didn't even try to, to look. Another woman got raped. Yeah. And died. One of them died. Because he gouged one out with like a something in the eyes like he gouged her yeah, out didn't with, he, yeah didn't he rape like a pregnant woman and yeah, and, yeah and, and her kids were like next in the next room yeah I mean, and i'm was, like yo how did he even, how did he even get in there yeah he must came into a window or something he's an awful awful person and he's got i mean my thing is how long i mean he knew that these other cats was taking that rap yeah because it was the biggest high profile case yeah so he's a sucker in general yeah. um to let some other people go down for something like that yeah um so then we go to the next episode with the trial. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you is that yeah. customary for everybody to have five different five six different lawyers like that all you can running around at the same time? Like I mean, you can be represented by whoever you right. want to, and I mean they because they've all implicated each other. There's a conflict of interest. There's no way in the world that one attorney could have represented any you know more than one of them because representing both of them would be a conflict of interest. Okay. Um. So in this situation, yeah, it was absolutely, you know, it, it made sense for them to all have their own attorneys. And I can't remember which one it was, but only one of them had a district attorney. Um, the I, one, uh, what you call it? Antron. Antron, Which okay. was the, what's the, what was the one Joshua white guy? Joshua Jackson? Yeah. So he was not a district, he was, I'm sorry, he was not a public defender. He, um. Civil was, Liberties, or ACLU or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so he was, he was a private attorney who was paid by, um by the state but there was somebody else that had a public defender and i can't remember who it was um and then uh, yeah I should was it Corey? um it may have been Corey. because yusuf had that guy that was a divorce attorney yeah was with that? blair underwood that was yeah. blair underwood okay yeah that's like and then um um then who had the one that would have the, the uh latino ones because he was uh yeah, he, but it was the African one. Mm -hmm. Who was that? Was that that was Kevin's? I think. Yeah, I can't remember. It's not that important. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, I I think they all did the best that they could, and I think I can't remember whose attorney. I think it was I think it was one of their appellate attorneys. That, like even Jesus Christ could not have won this case. Damn. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, because it was already tried in the public. Um, you know, you got Donald Trump taking out full page ads, thousand dollar ad calling for the death penalty. Um, you know, this was a political case. Um, it was a very highly sympathetic victim and a series of crimes that had been occurring in Central Park at the time. And, you know, they wanted to hold somebody accountable. So the case goes through. Yeah. Well, there's two trials. Remember? Right. That's right. There's two trials. There's more yeah. than one because so, three and then two. Yeah. So Ke Corey and Kevin were tried together. And then Anton, Yusuf, and, and Raymond were tried together. I wonder why they um, decided how they split them up. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I can't remember from watching the docuseries um, why they decided to split it up that way. Because um, it almost would have made sense to try Corey and Yusuf together. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was saying, yeah. yeah. I'm surprised they didn't have them together. Um, and then, this, so the first trial... It's like they they were like having hope, and it was crazy because um on Oprah's um thing when Yusef was like 
Oh yeah, they got the verdict back. I'll see you in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Tell him one of his friends. Yeah, he's really thinking he's gonna he's gonna get out because he'd been out on bail. Yeah, so he was chilling. He was like, yeah. "I'm out here." I was watching another interview that's talked about like how his mother changed his physical appearance because like the the threats they were getting while he was out. Um, so I can't remember what he you know, but he said that you know they were in hiding. Um, yeah, he was saying he's, yeah, he was saying he was using uh, wigs and stuff like that or something yeah. like that. I was like. Yeah. I like. I guess that makes sense that you yeah, were with. You know, they really trusted the system. Yeah. They thought it was gonna it was gonna play out way differently. Yeah. Um, it's just disheartening. Man, it was just. And then like it's like like even um, what's his name Josh Jackson? Is Josh that, Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. When he was like. You f- you do feel like man somebody's gonna step in here like they hit the yeah. quote on Oprah was real you like okay somebody's gonna have some yeah, like some uh, yeah you like somebody's gonna have some levity here right I felt the same <laughs> um, when watching Detroit which was another really hard one for me to get through <laughs> I can't watch that one either oh my god you haven't watched it no oh it's it's hard too and it's just like you know like look at the evidence how can somebody not possibly find that these officers who trap these young men in this um, boarding house, you know, how can you not find them guilty? And you, you just, I don't know. I wa- I've watched the movie three times, and every time I think the verdict's gonna be different. Cause it's just, every time? Every time. <laughs> I even though I know, I know. And it's just like you, it's hard to believe. It's, oh man, it was just, that was, it was real disheartening, man. To, um, because you're like, man, you know what? It's gonna happen. They gonna, they gonna let them brothers out. Right. It's gonna be all good. Yeah, and they're, <laughs> they're babies. I mean, who is it? Corey was 16. He was the oldest. You know, Kevin and Raymond are 14. Anton and Yusuf are 15. Like, think back to when you were 14, 15, 16 years old. Man, please. And being charged with something like this. I mean, I would, I mean, it's just like them. I mean, I wouldn't know what the hell to do with my life. Yeah. Like, what, what am I, what am I supposed to do now? Yeah. I'm convicted of rape. Like, damn. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, at that age, I think it was Yusuf, he was, like, uh, that's what he said in uh, the interview with Oprah. He was, like, he was given five to ten years. He was, like, I can't imagine what, you know, <laughs> what life is. I mean, because at that point, like, that's a... Five years know, is, like, you, forever. Yeah, I mean, that you they've been alive 14, 15, 16 <laughs> years. Like, five years is, like, you know, a third of yeah, your life, life right yeah. there. So, yeah. Was, and and looking at the the, the, the when... When they showed them all going for that third episode and they're all going to prison, mm-hmm. it didn't feel like it felt like okay. I like it felt like a little happier, even though they were in prison. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like oh man, they went through some crazy stuff. It was more of the effect of their family outside that yeah. I was more like wow, yeah. like with his dad getting with Antron's dad getting sick and yeah. uh, Yusef's mom wilding out and like not wanting him to be cool with nobody. Right? Like she was like fuck Kevin, fuck. Uh, Corey, yeah. everybody. Even let him write the letter. Yeah, that's one thing that I appreciated the series showing. Um, you know, and I, th- I think Oprah talked about too. Is like they're not the only ones in prison here. They're not doing this by themselves. This affects everybody on the outside. Yeah. And then once they get out, generations to come. You know, we were just watching. You know, another interview um, with Antron. Or was it Kevin? No, it's Antron. Antron, yeah. Like he's, just how angry he still he's just, is. Yeah, he's hurt, and, man. And, you know, he, it's it's affecting his children today and not letting them go outside and play because he's so worried about them getting picked up and accused of doing something. And that that's crazy. Do. Like, this is not something that 
is going to go away easily. And it's 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 even crazier because he is you would think you you think in your mind that it ends up a good story like yeah. oh yeah he fin- finally forgives his daddy he was like no I hate that motherfucker I'm like damn yeah and, and I, I it I got emotional I was like damn he's straight up like that man influenced him to go in there and say whatever and mm-hmm. he's never gonna forgive him for it and I don't blame him to an right. certain extent mm-hmm. even though you want it to be all buttoned up and be nice like oh he forgave him. Mm-hmm. It's hard, man, to yeah. sit there and say he forgave him, you know, like that. That's a being a father. Can you imagine like convincing or trying to con- like what would you try to convince your child to confess? And it was, it was for me to keep a gig to some bullshit ass uh, parking lot gig. Mm-hmm. Fuck that gig, man. Mm-hmm. I, there's no way possible I could see myself doing that. Mm-hmm. But it showed his selfishness in general because he just then came back home. Right. He just went out like, yeah, I got to work late. And then that late turn in like three, four, five months, two years. Because yeah. the trial went on for two years. Yeah. I mean, I think he was gone for even longer. That's, what I'm, saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Because he came back, it looked like in the docuseries, just shortly before Antron was released from prison. Oh, wow. Because he got And Antron talks about it because he got yeah. sick. Yeah. Um, yeah. I lost my point. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a hurtful thing, man, mm-hmm. to see that, man. Like, that man is... And... He does need counseling though, like oh, oh yeah. like that he said, like they he was like do. he was like oh, I don't need no counseling. Yeah, well, and I, mean, I, I can I, they, as they show in the in the series, like counseling is a, a part of prison, but they would get kicked out of those counseling sessions for not confessing. Yeah. So I can imagine that you know, in addition to people already you know kind of being turned off to counseling and black people in particular, imagine like trying to participate <laughs> in the process, and the only way you can. Is to admit to something you didn't do. do. That's and that's crazy. Yeah. So to I, think about. I can I can really see how he's turned off to the process because you don't trust people at this point. <laughs> you don't trust anybody. Yeah. Why would you? Yeah. Why would you trust anybody at that point? That's hard. But he definitely. He. I don't know. He needs to form a friendship with Oprah and like have her lunch <laughs> with her a couple times. <laughs> you said a friendship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, I know what I was going to say earlier about the the dad, um, because it it made it seem like um, the police were pressuring him because he had he had been in some trouble, too, and that he was somehow going to be impacted or affected if he didn't convince his son to confess. So there was a whole lot of selfishness to it, too, because I try to put myself in his shoes and and think how he would feel. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll wonder, like, what would motivate me to try to convince a friend or, you know, a family member to confess to something they didn't do? And the only thing I could come up with is, like, knowing you can't trust the system and thinking if you just confess to this lesser thing, you're going to get a, a better time than if you fight. And that's and I still, even in that case, I don't I, that's the, just the only thing I could come up with. <laughs> but, you know, on top of that, imagine, like, being threatened with your own freedom, your own freedom being threatened. As part of the process, and I think that it was very, you know, very selfish uh, motivation. But you know, I, I, I maybe it's because I really like Michael, uh, and I'm just trying to understand <laughs> what's going on with him. <laughs> yeah, but I found myself really trying hard to empathize with his dad, and I just I couldn't. Because he's a good actor, and you'd be like, oh yeah. man, I gotta. Maybe we could figure. Maybe they all could figure this out at some point. Yeah. But it wasn't uh, nothing figuring out at that point. That's the that's the key is that. That's none of that stuff's getting figured out. Yeah. Um, and so they would like so the fourth episode, which is the that's the killer one, man. That's the yeah. that's the one I had. I sat there, man, and like 
I, uh, what is his name uh, that played that role? Jarrell Jarrell. Jarrell. Yo. Oh, my gosh. He's yo. phenomenal. Yo, that dude, man, especially like with the first scene when he's sitting there in his little suit from court uh-huh. and sitting there and the other dude like talking to him like, oh, man, you back again? And he's just showing him. He's like, so you don't know the j- demo here? He's like, no. Nah. Like, he's 16. He don't know nothing about yeah, none of this like, shit. What can you do for me? I didn't know what it was going to go on with that. I thought he was going to try to rape him or something. I didn't I know. I think he did. So she, Ava talked about, I can't remember if it was in the Oprah interview or in another one that I was I was reading or watching, but she talked about how there were some really terrible things that happened to him. That he, she cannot show. That she just couldn't show. But you can imagine. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a 16-year-old kid. Who and he's small. Think was a, a part of a rape. Yeah, and like you said, he's small. He's young. He's not the brightest, you know, tool in the box. Yeah. Um, I can only imagine the terrible things that, that happened to him. Yeah, because I was like, man, don't tell me they finna rape that dude, man. Every time they was beating him up, I was like, don't rape him. Just don't rape him. Yeah. Beat him up, don't rape him. <laughs> you know, um, and the thing, everywhere he went, he got, he couldn't, he couldn't get he away couldn't from get a break. He couldn't get a break. But one thing you and I had talked about before we started this is that if this did not happen to him, they probably never would have been exonerated. If he had not yeah. been in there, if he had not, you know, interacted with Matthias Reyes, he probably never would have confessed. Mm-hmm. Because he realized, like, damn, man. I, they, him, and Reyes seeing the dude, like, man, I see this dude. He's not even supposed to be in here. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and, you know, give it up. I'm already in here already for life. It don't matter. Mm-hmm. I might as well confess for, you know, what I did with, with that situation. Yeah. Can we just take a step back yeah, from yeah, the real yeah. story just for a second yeah. and talk about Jerome Jerome? Because <laughs> I thought he was excellent in Moonlight. Yeah, he was damn good in Moonlight. Yeah, I mean, he just had a very short, you know, time in the film. But, but it was, was good. Like, it was good. It is so good. You know, and he's the only one that Ava allows to play himself as a child, as an adult. And that's key. And as an adult. And like, you know, I, I don't think she originally wanted to do that, but his versatility as an actor, I mean, it was just, oh, he did an awesome job. He killed it, man. Yeah, he, he killed really, that. really did. And, you know, and, and they were talking about this in the interview with Oprah, but that whole time, like where he's laying on the floor wanting the you know just the air conditioner to work i mean like it's symbolic in so many ways but i'm like sitting on my couch sweating like right. oh my god and then when the vent finally starts working i felt the breeze you know yeah and he was like sitting there like man i'm like yeah wow and it was kind of like a foreshadowing almost of you know something something has to give and then it was kind of messed up the part where the the, the cop that was trying to help him out yeah I was wondering if that was based on a real character. Or they just kind of just made it. But my thing is, like, it was kind of messed up. He gave him books and he can't really read for real, though. What? Is that why he made start making shooting basketballs? What do you think? Like, was like, man, I can't really read this. I'm just, I'm done yeah. looking at the pictures. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I hope that he, you know, at least tried. And I hope that that was a real person because they made it seem like he just had no friend. I mean, he, I mean, he said he, that. Yeah, like, that's the reason he wanted to be in solitary. You know, because this was just going to keep happening to him. He may have been murdered in prison, you know, if he didn't, yeah, he didn't, he didn't go to solitary. But solitary is hard, too. Like, imagine not communicating with anybody for years. You know, I just... I and just barely any him. books or anything. You just yeah. sitting in there. Because remember, he was like, how many days I've been in? How long yeah, I've been in there? He was like, like, you've been here for a while. Yeah, you don't even know the passage of time. Oh, yeah, it's just like... Mm. Yeah, but the way Jarrell Jerome played it, man. Man, and I, I, I like how he said time. he learned the role too. It was like going, he just walked the streets of, of New York with uh, Corey Wise, and he said Corey bought him a pair of sneakers. Of course he did. Yeah, and he said, you know, you, you know, he's like, please don't buy me these shoes. He was like, no, this is what Corey does. Like, he buys tennis <laughs> shoes. You need to walk in my shoes, you know. To wow, to that, that's right. They did say that right. They like, yeah. 
and like and it, he, it's like he got all those inflections the way he talked like yeah. I did like like because he stutters a little bit and he yeah. was like you like, know you can, like you can sense the confusion you know just by the way he speaks um yeah and, and uh it's really sad to watch that Oprah interview because he clearly has some he's deeply affected by this still and you wonder like how much of it has to do with whatever disabilities he had before this happened and like the situation certainly didn't yeah. <laughs> but i will say that there's a demonstrable difference between his um demeanor and his presentation during the interview with oprah you know just last friday and the way that he was in an interview that you know we watched back in 2013 yeah um, he's totally he was, different yeah i mean he was more articulate and vocal um, you know, still you can tell, you know, affected yeah. um, by everything. I wonder it's, if he's just affected by seeing they, this. Right. I think I mean, he's maybe a little bit shocked, like, wow, all these people are really yeah, probably hitting him up. And like, I don't know. You just wonder, like, what has happened in the last six years. And, you know, this the 2013 interview that we watched was before the the settlement. And you know, so you wonder, you know, I can't remember who it was that was saying in the interview with Oprah that money negatively could have a negative impact that that settlement money could have had a negative impact you just wonder like what has happened since that time <clears throat> to affect how many people been hitting them today? up randomly like yeah like I, oh my god especially since like i don't think i mean like you see 41 million dollar settlement and you're thinking that's what they all got and that's not true you know they have got the most <laughs> Well, yeah. So Corey got, I think, what thirteen million, and the rest of them, I think, got what around four or five million. It's, it was but one. It's still, one. It's a million for each year. Okay. It's a million for each year that they spent okay. in jail. But still, they have attorneys to pay. Um, you know, I'm not sure what their fee was, a fee arrangement was with their attorney. This is one I would have taken on and settled for nothing. Um, but you know, let's say that it's your your normal third that attorneys take. You know, they didn't take that much money home. Yeah. Um, <laughs> At the end of the day, after you really really right. break it down they really didn't right but you know i can see the you know outside looking in people like, oh you got 40 million dollars hey man come it? on you know you yeah. you gonna take out help out the homies uh-huh yeah and i know you you know you've been in jail for a while but we we gotta eat here too though yeah and then we know that Corey gave um i think it was a hundred thousand dollars to the colorado innocence project with they which they renamed the Corey wise innocence project which is dope uh, i wonder <laughs> why he picked colorado but um uh you know one is just as good as the other. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. It's all it's all love, what they say. Right. Yeah, um, so but, man, it was just, man, that was so hidden with Corey, man, because, man, I just, it just, man, I, I like, I was just crying, like, dude, like, mm -hmm. being 16. Yeah. And How many years did he start? 11? 13. 13. 13, that's 13 right. years, man. Yeah. Ooh. 13 years, man. And you know you ain't do this shit, though. Yeah. yeah. That's one thing that, you know, I appreciate about all of them. Because we know from reading other parts of this that there were two other mm -hmm. young men. I think maybe even three. Yes, another one, uh, Lopez. Yes, he he, Lopez, he yeah. copped out to beating up some other people okay. earlier. Okay. And so he, he did a year. Arrested along with them. Right, but he didn't cop out to any of that. He copped out to like beating up some people. That gotcha. people there was that that the the skirmish at the beginning uh -huh. where they were all beating up on somebody in that little mm -hmm. area up under the bridge. He copped to that. Okay. And he got a year and a half to three. Yeah. Uh, in jail. Yeah, but you, I mean, you think like especially young, young men, you know, boys really, you know, if they really did this. At some point, you think they would own up to, but they all maintain their innocence throughout. 
like I didn't do this, man. Like I didn't do this. Yeah. Um, what? Let's let's actually let's go back a little bit to mm-hmm. the third one. What do you think about uh, uh, Raymond's uh, setup? You know, like how he kind of got back, got into the game, basically. Other than that, after being five, I knew. Well, okay, that's fine. Oh my goodness. Dasha Polanco paid his mom. You know, <laughs> shout out to you know her. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta look up his actor real quick. Yeah, he's uh, his Instagram is popping now. Though. I'm sure. No, like no, I realized that because I was because I was like he doesn't have a uh, a um, Wikipedia page, so I was like, let me see his Instagram. I was like this dude got like seventeen thousand followers or something. I was like, yeah, was what? I was like, you said you finna find out if it's seventeen thousand point one. Yes. Um. No, I, I. It was sad. It was very, very sad and hard to watch, and I think that they showed the impact even after they served their time mm-hmm. pretty well on everybody. But um, his was, was pretty hard because it seemed like no matter what he tried, he could not get a, a stable job or he just could not hold it together, whether it was because his home life was unstable um, or, or whatever. But walking around, um, having to register as a sex offender and a felon, what do you expect your options? Yeah, that's that like... And like then like you can't be around kids, but kids that are, that are related relatives. to you. Yeah. So I'm like, that's almost impossible. Right. I can't go any. I mean, I'd be around a kid if I just go get on the subway. I mean, he probably shouldn't have been in that house because wasn't she taking in random? Yeah, she's taking in random kids in too. Yeah, technically, yeah. Yeah, I mean that was. Oh, I mean that was hard to watch. Because um, I mean that's really what you expect to happen with all of them. Um, you know, but I, the other ones seem to have. A, a little lot, bit more solid families, more yeah, yeah, solid family families. situations. Yeah. Um, even Antron, even with his uh, father, he still has mom holding him down. Yeah, and then he changed his name too. Yeah, what's a brown? Yeah, yeah it's a brown. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I was like, I guess they said this is his. So I'm confused. Is that was that his real dad? I'm not. I'm not sure. Because in the interview with we were just listening to with uh, New York uh-huh. Times, there he was saying that he had his mom's name, which was McCrary, I guess. I thought he had his mother's maiden name. Right. But then she got married and he went to Brown, but he never used Brown. He used right. McCrary. Yeah. But that's why it was making me right. wonder yeah. if that's his stepdad, though. No, I think that's his dad. I think she just married him. Him later. Later, later on. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, you know, the whole situation with... Um, Yusef seemed like he was pretty stable. His mom was just real protective of him in general. But it seemed like he was pretty stable coming out. It just seemed like they had more supporting connections, too, when yeah. they came out. Yeah, same thing with uh, Kevin, too, I feel like. He had his sisters and stuff, which was, that was an ill thing when she was telling the story about oh, the, with the yes. rental car, with rental car place. Yes. yeah. I was like, dang. Yeah. She said she ended up going on a date with him, right? She did. She did finally go on a date with him, but she was saying she just felt guilty and enjoying life, knowing that her brother was in prison because of her, partly because of her. Because what is she, what she told him to she go? She signed the statement. Right, that's right. Um, yeah, and I just kind of want to go back to the yeah, 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 yeah. Too, and I just because I think about being a juror on that trial. That's what I'm or, saying. Right? Well, how do you yeah. like sit there and not want to hang that jury? Yeah, or you know, being the attorney trying the case, and you know, the, since the only evidence they have is this confession, you know, why? What did the jury think about their statements being inconsistent within themselves, inconsistent with each other? But most importantly, inconsistent with the facts. 
and I'm not sure if this was a time when people just didn't understand or have experience with false confessions. I think that we now know a little bit more about it. Yeah. I'm not sure if you saw Making a Murderer. Yeah. Like, that's, like, I'm more alert to it now. Um, and I don't practice criminal law. Um, <laughs> but even now, like, when I'm, you know, doing a civil investigation and I hear that somebody has confessed to, you know, something, I'm like, mm, mm, let, let me look at this. Let me see, let me take this out real quick. And understand <laughs> the circumstances and look exactly at what they said. Like, it's one thing for you to call it a confession, but what exactly are they saying happened? So I, I would have had a hard time, like, sitting on that jury and ignoring that. Yeah, that was the thing of like, but there's so many, but like, but like you said though, the media had fucked this up from the beginning, and people already came in like, oh, we getting these boys. Yeah, it was hard. It was hard people to be, um, you know, unbiased and look at all the evidence when they're sitting there, ready to go for it. So, tidbit for people. So the one that played Raymond, the girl that played Raymond's um, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Aurora Perrineau. That's Harold Perrineau's daughter. Oh, really? That's his daughter. Oh, wow. She's also okay. the one that blew the lid on Harvey Weinstein, too, I believe. Oh, wow. I think, it's, I think, I think it was her. Like, she had some incident with Harvey. Yep. With, uh, no. It's with girls, with Lena Dunham, the writer from Girls. Oh. Okay. That she got into it. She had a um, uh, situation with. Altercation. Yeah, Murray Miller's his name. Um, I knew it was something along those lines, but. Is his wife Hispanic, then? No, she's white. Oh, okay. She's white. Um, he's been with her like years. Um, she's very pretty. Yeah, yeah. She, I mean, she, she's got that look where she can play a little bit of anything. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember the girl that played uh, Kevin's sister. Where is she? She was in something else. She was in something else. And I looked that. Up I looked recently. it up before, and I was like, oh yeah, she was in that. And I can't find out. Kylie Burnberry. Yeah, that's it. Name. Yeah. She's very pretty. She, she's actually pretty close to the the real one. They look. She looked fairly similar. Oh, the sister. You looked at the real sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the, she was. She did an interview that I saw on. I think it was twenty twenty or or uh, Nightline. Oh, it's Game Night. That's what she was in. Oh. You ever, did you ever see Game I Night? Didn't get through that movie. That movie was hilarious to me. I, that movie was <laughs> funny. I was watching it on the airplane and kept falling. Man, that movie was funny, man. Hannibal Hannibal Buress and her as a couple as the black unwitting couple was funny to me. Hannibal Buress was in that movie. Yeah, he played her. His uh, that was her. Her husband was him. Uh, are you sure? Yeah. Game Night is a, was is the one. I don't think Hannibal Buress is in that movie. You're not. Oh, am I thinking Tagged? No, he's not in that. That's wrong. Lamar Morris. Yeah, Lamar. That's that's Lamar him. Morris. Yeah, okay. Lamar. That's a horrible name. Um, shout out to Lamar. Um, <laughs> we said there weren't gonna be no jokes on. That. Yeah, but I mean, hey, you know, can't be too serious. <laughs> yeah. No, um, she's, yeah, no, she's, yes. she's beautiful. I thought she did a great job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she did a good like telling that story and like. Mm-hmm. And like Kevin's still sitting there looking still super young yeah. and it's like, yo, he's in jail, yo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that actor was really good. Too. Everybody did an excellent yeah. job. Yeah. Missy Nash killed it too. She did. She did. You know that the family was mad at them for that. That was when, because of her portrayal of uh, of the so mother. I thought that she connected with the mom. Yeah, but like I guess the um, one of the, 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 the one that's... Uh, and we could talk about acting that in a second. Is mm-hmm. Corey Wise's uh, sister is was mm-hmm. dying of transgender? His little sister said that that wasn't how she was at all. But this is the caveat, and is that she was born the year he got locked up. So you don't know how she was acting. She got saved when you was five, six years old. So you was right. you wouldn't even know. yeah, you wouldn't know how she was kind of rocking before that. The right. treating Corey before that. Yeah, and I would imagine that some of the background for how she played her came came from her. Views. 
Yeah. Came from oh, church, I didn't even think about came that. Came from you know other people, um, because there. I mean, there were it, people. They have been interviewed about this multiple times. Um, so I also going back to you know Corey's behavior in this interview with Oprah. Um, I wonder if it's just fatigue at this point. Like, Ooh. how many times can you retell this story and just like keep reliving it? Yeah, reliving like you just. Y'all watch it and see for yourselves. Like that's like yeah. go back and watch one of the interviews I did before. I'm tired of talking about this. However, if Oprah were interviewing me, I'd retell it as many times. As oh man, yeah, yeah, look, look at her, man, Oprah. Yeah. Uh, it seemed like everybody was was like super like nervous being with, with Oprah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was funny. Um, it's um, and the, so yeah, his older, his older sister was transgender. It threw me off at first though because he said my brother, and I, it threw me off because I thought it was I was like. Maybe just saying that, like when he was talking about him at the, oh, remember the time I caught you um, skipping school? Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, brother. And I was like, huh? I was confused at the beginning. Oh, you didn't realize. Okay. No. So just to be clear to the audience, Corey Wise (laughs) has two siblings who were born biologically male Mm -hmm. who were both transgender. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the one that was depicted in the movie, and then a little they sister that Marcy, but his real name was Norman. Norman, yeah, and then another one apparently that was born while he was in prison, mm-hmm. who is also now a transgender female. Yeah, so, and then it was I was trying to look up how she died because I guess Corey doesn't talk about it. So it just, the, yeah, that, I was looking it up too, and it just said brutally murdered. Yeah, so I don't mean I was thinking maybe somebody would have like some news in it or something like that, and nobody. I guess it's under under the assumption that she died because she was transgender. Probably some form of discrimination. Yeah, or some dude that found out that she was. Yeah, like, you know, some some fuckboy stuff like that, man. But the but that was it was ill because it was like I had to sit back and pause and be like, that's some interesting aspects of his life Mm -hmm. that the fact that he has a transgender and that he looked up to her. You know what I'm saying? Like, he looked up to her like that, which is, shows maybe some deference in his personality, who he is, and how he accepts people. Yeah, I mean, especially, since, I mean, this is in the early 90s. It's yeah! Like, it's, you know, <laughs> no, this is, no, the late 80s. You gotta remember, that happened in 89. Yeah. So you gotta think his sister was, they said she was already transitioning before that. Yeah, at a time where it's, you know. Whoa, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. Nobody was acceptable of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's funny at the same time because Nisi Nash killed it. Like, you think she's just funny all the time on Claws and shit like that. Yeah. And the best actors are people that are comedic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Eddie Murphy killed said, it in um, Dream Girls. He's the best part of Dream Girls. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's Nisi Nash in her interview with Oprah. She said, people who can make you laugh can also make you cry. Yeah. Because you you gotta be if you to be that funny you gotta be crazy. <laughs> I'm dead ass serious. For you to be that funny, you really have to be digging from somewhere deep. And it's have, dark. And anytime the funniest people are always the ones that are willing to be most vulnerable too. Like the funniest people like are willing to let people laugh at them. Yeah. Too, not just with them. So I I can see how this was a good and you know an easy transition for her because the vulnerability was there. Yeah, it was um. That, that was and that for him to have that like that that scene with his mother coming and she says she's saved and she can't come see him no more. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, like he ain't got nothing. Yeah. and he still wanted to be closer. He wanted yeah. he took a transfer from the place where he was safe. 
Yeah, you know that, like, that was nothing but retaliation. Because there are places, you know, closer to New York City that they could have moved him. Mm-hmm. But there, you know, he's, you know, in, in some of the situations he really is trying to move to be safe. Yeah. But, oh, they're going to take this as an opportunity to move him further and further <laughs> away from his family. You know, there's just being punitive in so many ways against this kid. It's just heartbreaking. Man, he was like, she was like, because she said basically she couldn't come back and see him, right? She said she couldn't take it. Like, it was yeah. too far already. Yeah. She couldn't afford it. She had nothing else to get. I mean, you, she was defeated. Yeah. She was so defeated. And she said, I'm saved now. I'm going to pray for you. And she's like, yo. And he's like, I got to get close to her. Like, yeah. he just wanted his mom, man. And, yeah. And I was I was wondering where was Corey's pops around this time, you know? Um, um. Yeah, I mean, story <laughs> of the story of the world. Yeah. Um, and man, it just that dude killed it, man. I was like, I was sitting there crying, like, yo, I cried like four times. Yeah, <laughs> no, I cried through the whole thing. And it really, like I said, it didn't. I really didn't start crying to the fourth one. Corey is the one that got me. I I think Kevin, little Kevin, got me early on. Oh, because he was the the sex yeah. trumpet player and all that. And yes, like, oh, he's just a baby. Stop it. Yeah, oh, and they beat him, beat him up too, though. He's the only yeah. one they had. Look, look. I mean, they, that's one thing that I've seen consistently in the interviews that people that describe him like he was just such a sweet kid, like just like a very, very sweet kid. And it was just, they stole yeah. it from them kids, man. Like, yeah. I'm just like, man, like it was just, like it was just that the Corey one, man. Yeah, that was. And then I hope it was like you said. I hope it was an officer or something that did take care of him like yeah. that. Because at first I thought he was from the when he when he found out his sister died and he was like bugging out. Mm-hmm. I thought that he was going to take him down. Oh yeah, and he just stopped and hugged. Yeah, him. and I was like, oh man. Yeah. Oh okay, thank yeah. you. Some some reclusives feel like he wasn't winning for the shit. Yeah. He had no headway. It felt like mm-hmm. with yeah. anything. And I guess towards the end, I think he maybe when he starts saying like "fuck it," I ain't coming out. He started being more comfortable, I guess, being in there. And he seemed like he got a couple of friends. The, the, the montages mm-hmm. started, you know, wanting to be out in the public and things like that. Mm-hmm. And he just realized, I ain't getting out because they just want me to believe, admit. Yeah, he's like, I'm not even going to try to, like, go to this parole board and beg for my freedom anymore. Like, they I'm did just... that in the movie with um the the one I suggested everybody see. They did that to him, too, though. They're like, yeah, you want to admit that you killed this man? I was like, he was like, no, I didn't. Right. Why am I meant to something like, like, is that a part of parole for, I mean, I didn't know that was a yeah, part of, part of it is taking responsibility for what you did. Like you cannot, you, how can you be remorseful, which is one of the main things that they're looking for with, if you're not, if you're not accountable, so mm. you have to take accountability. Otherwise, what are you remorseful for? Right. I mean, I just can't get out because I did my time. You didn't do your time. You're trying to get out early. That's why right. But I'm, oh yeah. I mean, but I mean, I'm, I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't get in trouble. You know what I'm saying? Like, those, aren't those things into That's account? Like, those are factors after, you know, showing remorse and, and being accountable. Damn. So you, wow, okay. I thought of more of like your... I mean, like, think about when you, you punish Xander. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let's say she lied to you about something. Okay. And you know she lied. Right. Like, before she can get off punishment, you want her to take some accountability so she doesn't do it again, right? Right, okay. I've seen that. Yeah, like, come and on, I tell me. like, you told me to go stand in this corner, so I stood in this corner. Or I, I did my time. Right. Let me get up out of here. I still believe in what I did. Yes, I'm still going to the wall again, but... I did my time. I did my time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ava Dervinay, she's, she's, um, she's, she's something else, man. Yeah. I wonder what she's going to do next. Yeah. Um, 
what are we gonna do next? I guess because <laughs> that's the that's yeah. one of the reasons why I think, like I said, I'm admittedly a coward with some of this stuff because I know that it's gonna affect me. I know that it still happens, but what am I gonna do with it? You know, like after you know, what do you right. what do you do? Yeah, other than like, I mean, I really was legitimately depressed probably two or three days afterwards, just walking around like looking at people like just mad, like <laughs> you know, and and knowing that your freedom can be taken away from you so quickly and so easily by a system that is supposed to protect us, because it's actually designed against us. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it's, uh, I can't remember who was saying, I don't know if it was in the Oprah interview, um, where somebody was saying, it's like, you can't call the system broken because it's functioning the way it was meant to. It's you doing know, exactly it what it's supposed to, to do. Us down. It's doing exactly, so it's not a broken system. It's doing what it's, what, you know, the people who designed it, designed it to do. <laughs> so it's something that needs to be completely rebuilt. Um, and, you know, it's like the more and more I think about this, and now I'm just about to just show my vulnerability. <laughs> like, what am I doing with my law degree? Mm. Like, you know, there's so much more that I could be doing. Um, and so that's that's kind of where I feel like I'm going to go with this. Really? You know, finding a way to get involved in some pro bono innocence project um, cases. Because um, this is not the only time this has happened. There are still innocent yeah. people in prison. And this is not the last time this is going to happen. Yeah, it's, uh, man... And just to think that there's cases piled on top of cases yeah. for the Innocence Project, I know, and stuff like that, where um, I forgot what show was I was watching, where they had profile, I think it was on TV One, they profile people that were wrongly accused. Mm -hmm. And almost all of them were like the Innocence Project. Yeah. And but you, it was like a six-year waiting. It was like a, some crazy, yeah, like it's so many people. It's so many. It was like a six-month, a six-six-year like mm -hmm. wait list or something like. And people were like happy to get on that list. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I think about like when I walk into a case that's been in progress for a year, how much time it takes me to catch up. I cannot imagine waiting through the evidence and interviews and you know everything trying to get caught up on a case like this looking for a usually a technical needle in the haystack because that's usually what's what gets these cases overturned in this case it was a miracle right <laughs> you know because they tried appealing and lost like four of them appealed and lost oh really so you know it wasn't like they didn't try something before matthias reyes came forward but if he didn't come forward they would be in the same place they were in 2002 when they were released it's Centurion Ministries is the other one I was talking about. Centurion Ministries okay. is the other one that I was thinking about that was um, Methodist-based. Yeah. Like, man, the thing about, like I said, think about all these dominoes had to come into effect because if Corey did not go down there, he wouldn't have been implicated. But if he didn't go to jail, all the other four boys wouldn't have got off either. And yeah, I think he had to go through all that. And it's like he had to go through all that shit. Yeah, and he was, the like we said, he's the smallest, not the smartest. Convicted of the least crimes. So and got the most time. about that for a second. Actually, before we talk about the conviction, mm -hmm. something else I wanted to say yeah. about the trials that was stuck out in my mind as a juror. These boys did not know each other before this. Antron Yusuf, and Yusuf and, not, well, no, Yusuf Yusuf and, and Corey knew, knew each other. other. But the other ones didn't. So what in the world would make... These other people that don't know each other participate in a crime like this together. And we all just going to rape this woman all together. Right, like, <laughs> hey, because, I mean, because, I mean, it's the way that they were portrayed. Portrayed as the wolf pack and wild things or whatever <laughs> Wild things, yeah, <laughs> wilding. It was wilding. Like, I mean, and, and I'm not sure if the way that, um, um, 
Linda Fairstein was depicted in the movie and, you know, calling them, you know, I don't know, she the, called them monkeys or what? Yeah, she was like, she was like, she's the animals. She's animals. like the animals. Yeah. So I'm not sure if that was accurate, but, you know, that is the way they were depicted in the media. So, I mean, I don't, is that really what people think? Like, you're just like, come on, bro, let's just rape this one. I, mean, I don't even know you, but I'm going to give me some too, though. It's absurd to me. And and we're gonna let's go and sodomize her too while we at it. Yeah, like there's no way in the world, like sitting on a, a jury, I would have believed the story. Um, and there was a juror in um, Corey's case that almost hung the jury. Her name was uh, Victoria Briars, and she did that interview I saw that it was either on Twenty Twenty or Nightline, and she said that that is her biggest regret. You know, this, mm. you know, thirty years since this happened, you know, that still weighs on her. Um, you know, because she didn't believe he had anything to do with it. Um, but the rest of the jury convinced her to, you know, go with them just so the jury wouldn't be hung. Because they would have had to retry this case all over again. Yeah, because it would have been just that one. But, I mean, shit, you got to write it out like Henry Fonda in 12 Angry Men. You right. got to, you know what I'm saying? You got to be yeah. that that last person if you have to be. Yeah, but then you wonder, you know, maybe if she didn't have a voice in that room, how much more time, like, he could have gotten. Because what he, what he ended oh, up yeah. being convicted of, he wasn't convicted of rape. No. He was convicted of, what was it, um, assault? Simple assault and, and rioting. Um, First degree rioting. What was it? I think it was, um, hang on, I just looked up his charges. Because the other, oh, he was, he was convicted of sexual abuse and assault. Okay. Uh, and the others were convicted of attempted murder and rape. Like, you imagine if he had been convicted of those, <sighs> you know, how much rougher it would have been for him. Um, so maybe her voice in that room, you know, did do something. Yeah. Even though, you know, you know, not much. Um, but, you know, it's interesting that he was charged with the, the lesser offenses and ended up with more, more time, time just because he was a year older. Just because <laughs> he was 16 years old. Um, and you think about the difference between a 16 and a 15 year old. Ain't, ain't shit. I knew you at 16, 15. Yeah. There wasn't much of a difference. <laughs> it's not at all. I mean, it's not much of a difference now. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, not at all. Like Yusef, like you and Yusef, I wonder how, like, how did Yusef and Corey know each other? They never went in. Yeah, I guess there's neighborhood yeah, kids knowing. Know. Yeah, I'm not um, sure. I thought I read somewhere that they lived in the same apartment building. Okay, so okay. Well, that makes sense. Cause you know, you know that it does make sense because he was like, I don't want, you, I don't want your mom being mad. And that was the killer part about his mom being so extra. Is the reason he went down is because he didn't want his mom being mad at right. him for not for making not sure he was straight. Him. That was my thing. So like so terrible, and um, you know, and you can see the disconnect between the the four of the younger ones that were convicted of juveniles and Corey, and that there is some resentment between them. I've watched a few interviews with all of them. Well, they say it's four plus one. Right. So what do you I mean? What do you mean? Like you think that Corey resents them somewhat? Yeah. So there in the interview, in another interview that I watched, the interviewer asked, "Are you all? You know, you all didn't know each other well before this. Are you friends now?" And I think it was Yusuf or Kevin that said, we're not friends, we're brothers. And then Corey piped up and was kind of like, mm, I don't really see it that way because my experience was different. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. And I think that they're, I'm not sure how much um, they all speak to each other. I mean, a couple of them moved to Atlanta. I can't yeah, like uh, Antron and uh, Ray, Ray, Ray live like five minutes from each other. Okay, yeah. So it seems like a lot, like some of them keep in touch. But, you know, Corey is still in New York. He's the only one that stayed in New York. So he seemed... And which color? Two, two. Uh, Kevin's in Jersey. I mean, same. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, but you can you can sense the disconnect between them. And I think that he might be a little bit resentful because they got to stay together. 
you know, and their experience. Not that you know it was you know all fun and games. Yeah, but it was a juvenile were, facility, and they, they, they got to go. They went, they went to yeah, they took classes and got degrees. Yeah, they got yeah. associate degree and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so one of the interviews that I was watching um, with Corey, they're describing their experience, and he's just sitting there snickering like. You all are, you know, taking classes, and I think uh, I think it was Yusuf and Kevin became like seamstresses in prison. Like they they learned how to sew, and Kevin and uh, Corey is like y'all crazy. I'm I mean, speculating that he was, you know, being sexually abused but beaten up regularly. Yeah, you know, and in solitary. So you know, his experience was completely different. So it even seems like they had more opportunity than did. he did. And it was it's, he he also. It is, is, you know, they, I think maybe, I think maybe they're a little bit tighter now. It seemed like a little bit in the, um, in the, um, the Oprah interview. yeah, I think maybe they had some come to Jesus moment amongst each other. Like, yo, like, honestly, if you didn't go to jail, we would, we wouldn't be able yeah. to, and it seemed like that acknowledgement meant something to Corey. Yeah. 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 I mean, man, that, that it, it was hurt. Man, that, that one, that hurt me, man. Yeah. Just to think about. I mean, overall, those, I mean, kids and, like, people just really just jumped on it, like, fuck these kids and, like, mm-hmm. I can't, like, I just couldn't, I just couldn't, man. I, I was, I, just, I was like, yo, I can't do this, man. Yeah. I wanted to call it off. I was like, man, I got, but we gonna do this shit. Right. I, no, you have to finish it. You have to finish it. Now, I tell everybody to see this, man. I mean, now, go into it, trip it, you know, maybe oh, break yeah. it up. <laughs> yeah. Don't sit there for the whole four hours straight. Yeah. And try to watch it, unless you can stomach it. That's what I did. And oh, I you did? I, uh-huh. I wish I had broken it up. Yeah, I broke it up. Because I was I was emotionally drained. Yeah. Afterwards, and physically from crying and snotting all over the place. <laughs> it, was, it was hard to watch. Um, but I will say that I'm happy that, you know, the story is getting the coverage that it deserves. Because it makes us all pay attention and think about this stuff and how this is still happening. And, you know, one of the reasons we want to know history is so that it doesn't repeat itself. Um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that they were exonerated in 2002. Um, you know, I'm glad Matthias Reyes finally decided to finally decided to come forward. You know, I'm glad Bill De Blasio finally settled their civil lawsuit. Yeah. You know, they think they said it was. You know, they filed it in 2003. He finally settled it in 2014. You know, it's crazy that it took that long for the state to take some accountability. So why 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 would a case take that long to go to trial? I mean, you can draw a case out as long as you want. Really? I mean, okay. you know, trying to get the evidence, really. Um, and, you know, waiting for, you know, a, a trial date. There are so many reasons why, you know, a case can be pushed out that long. Uh, and I can imagine that it was very difficult for them to get the evidence that they were requesting from the city. I can't mm. imagine that they were the most forthcoming. I can imagine that there were a uh, hold on motion practice and arguing about, you know, what they were entitled to. And trying to find, you know, witnesses that would testify that would be helpful in their case. Because basically, so they sued for malicious prosecution, discrimination, and emotional distress. Mm-hmm. The emotional distress is easy to prove. <laughs> you know, but the malicious prosecution, you intentionally targeted us knowing that the evidence you had against us was, like, was either false or, you know, not good enough. That's really hard to prove. Mm. So I can imagine, you know, they want to put their best case forward. Um, and then it's political, too, That's which is probably why, you know, Bill de Blasio settled it. Um, you know, Michael Bloomberg was the mayor beforehand, so we knew that shit wasn't happening. <laughs> um, but, you know, so they, they got their $41 million And then, what you call it, before that, we know Giuliani was before that, so we know, really knew no one went in. 
Yeah, but you know, then they ended up suing the state as well and settled that one for three point nine million in two thousand sixteen. You know, so there was some you know semblance of of justice because I, I and you can't even call it accountability. No, that was like every <laughs> time like you settle, it's just like this is going to be the the best way to make this go away. Um, but there was never any specific accountability. Do you um, think, yeah, because they never apologized or anything. Well, I think Bill de Blasio tried to make some political apologies, but still no specific accountability on behalf of the state. Do you think that you think it was better for them to settle? As um, Yeah, yeah, because just like I said, for the reasons I just said, I don't know if this was a case they could have tried. Malicious prosecution is really hard to prove. Like, think about what the word malicious means. I mean, like, you, like intentionally, you, you intentionally wanted to mess with targeted me. Which we can see, you know, from the, you know, what the documentary says. When you start trying to put the evidence on, that's really hard to recreate. Um, you know, and even now, you know, people are calling for the Manhattan District Attorney, uh, Cyrus Vance. I think he goes by Cy Vance. You know, calling for him to review the thousands of cases that uh, Linda Fairstein, you know, bragged about. I've never lost a homicide case. So, you know, the, the, after this documentary, people are calling from well, like, on, thousands of cases and, and he said why he's not, not going to do it. Oh, he said he's not. He's not going to do it. And they're calling for Elizabeth Letterer, who Vera Farmiga played. Um, you know, she just resigned from whatever. Columbia. You, you know, it was Columbia. Columbia. Mm -hmm. Columbia um, Law. You know, Linda Fairstein's um, publisher dropped her. And but, she left Vassar College. Okay. Uh, like a nurse staff as well. Got it. So, I mean, there's some, you know, some ways that, you know, private institutions. But it's too late. She had like, a, what, 20 bestsellers yeah, or whatever like that? Novel? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so she's made her money, but Elizabeth Letterer still works as a district attorney and Cy Vance said he's not letting her go either. So, you know, with all of that, the city itself is still not taking accountability. I'm like, dude, like, but it's all good. I mean, New York guy had that money though anyway. They could, that was easily for them. To, they, they got the money. New York... It's going to start tolling people on the Brooklyn Bridge in a second. So right. they're fine. Um, but man, it's like, so what do you, so what do you think that, I mean, who do you think recovered the best after this? Yousef, oh I'm assuming? Oh my gosh. Um, Yousef and Kevin. I don't know if you can even compare. Um, and without knowing them personally, what they went through yeah. or, you know, where they are now, I feel like I can't even make that call. Because um, I don't think this is something that money, I mean, they even said like money is not something that's going to make them recover from this. I think the perfect person that has turned this situation into the best platform is probably Yusuf. Um, you know, he's a doctor. Yeah, he's, you gotta, you he's know, a public speaker going on a roll. That's a lot of kids. It's a lot of kids. I know you was only in, <laughs> you was only in jail five years, man. I can, I can give <laughs> Ten kids is you getting you getting real ridiculous now, Yusef. <laughs> this is irresponsible, Yusef. Just for the record, it's irresponsible, my brother. <laughs> I see it a completely different way. Which way uh, do you see it? I mean, this is what he's. I think it's probably a religious thing too. Um, you know, he seems to be supporting them, so I don't know how it can be seen that it's seen irresponsible if he if he's supporting them and he I mean, has, and it's and it's one woman like if he had 10 kids by you know eight nine different women that might be different but this seems to be the family that he wants um yeah so and I, and I appreciate the platform that he's created and you can even tell like in the interviews where he sees his brother struggling to answer questions you know he he tries to represent them well and um yes i i, I think he's done a, a, the best he can with the shitty ass situation <laughs> Yeah, but he was also groomed a little bit more too, though. His mom had with the Muslims looking after him inside and mm -hmm. um, all that good stuff. So, I mean, 
Yeah, this yeah, it was man that that Corey one man man. Yeah, I yeah. hope that Corey and Antron go through some counseling. Yeah, yeah, they <sighs> definitely them too, man. And I'm not like Antron's more. I don't even necessarily his experience in there. I think it's his experience of why he was in the first place with his right. dad. Yeah, that's that's hard. Um, and his dad not being there during the trial. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, know, that, and you put me like in you, fucking. You're thing. the reason I'm here, and like you can't even show your face. Yeah, no, that's that's hard. And then we talked about the demonstrable difference between um, the interviews Corey did in 2013 and the interview with Oprah. But there was a difference between Antron too. You know, he's definitely he was definitely angry in that 2013 interview, but he's even more angry. Yeah, now. he was like, I hate him. Yeah, he, like yeah. damn. And then he talked about how you know he doesn't even have his mother now. Yeah, you know that's yeah. Because he said he's got a lot of kids, too. He got six. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and he's married now, so he, you know, he needs to get himself together for his family now. And I know that that's something that you, a situation that he's never going to forget or never fully recover from. And um, his father is not alive for him to sort of have going on <laughs> with him, you know. But I think counseling still could help, and I hope that he seeks that help. Um. Well, I guess we can wrap it on up. Hold on, we do have an email though. Okay. Before we wrap it up, um, let me grab that right quick. Uh, While Daryl is looking for that, yes, I think everybody should see this movie. Black, white, Asian, Hispanic, everybody should see this movie. I mean, it can't be just black folks watching this because um, yeah, they got we they got a whole we got all kind of people um. Watching this, if it's the number one show on Netflix, mm -hmm. that's an awesome thing to even hear yeah. that that's even going down like that. Like, wow, that's an awesome thing to hear. Yeah, is that just yeah? And don't just watch it. You know, reflect on it. Think about you know how we get to to shit like this. You like know? and why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's um. the belief. I, I felt I felt horrible for the way society treats black men. Yeah. I mean, I always do, but this was just like a, a, a glaring reminder, and it was just heartbreaking. All right, this one is from Dark Scribe. He says, I appreciate your movie, The Hate You Give. Oh, well, back there. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast I actually thought it was a good movie. Daryl, I think you will find it interesting. I went to a lecture featuring the author, Angie Thomas, and she stated that while growing up, in Mississippi, she never experienced any type of racism. Really? What are your thoughts? Also, her next book will be made into a movie. Um, okay, George Tillman Jr. is directing it. Um, I was wondering, what we'll be doing? Will you be doing a review of if Bill Street could talk and maybe the oh. classic Dead President? That's actually good. We should do that. That's actually good. I appreciate those recommendations. Yeah. I actually just watched if Bill Street could talk a few weeks ago. He says, "I know the general consensus was to keep the current name of your podcast, but how about Black Cinema Unfiltered?" That. We I do like need to come that. up with a show name at some point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, shout out to you, Dark Scribe, man. Appreciate that, man. Um, yeah, that was our email, man. Okay. Uh, so now Bill Street talk. That might be it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you see it yet? No, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, you gotta watch it. It's another hard one. I know, but I, I heard, but I know the colors look amazing. Cinematography looks yeah, amazing. Cinematography is beautiful. I heard the only reason that it did not win more is because he already won for Moonlight. That's what that's what I heard. That, that was is is some people have said it's better than Moonlight. Because the way Moonlight was shot so, like, gangster with, like, the... Okay, if you're talking about cinematography, maybe. Um, 
just watch it and then, okay. then I'll give my critique. I liked it. I enjoyed the movie, but I was left wanting more. Is it because, have you ever read the book? I've never read the book. No, I have not. So I wonder if it's lack of story in itself. But I mean, I kind of felt the way with, that way with Moonlight too, where it just kind of ends. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it's just like, he's with dude at the, what was it? What was it? Weren't they just sitting at the restaurant and it ended like that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, everything doesn't always have to be wrapped up with a neat bow, but yeah, it's just kind of like, okay, really? They could be something more. <laughs> but it was still good. Yeah, really it was good, it. man. Uh, make sure y'all email us, landocalpod at gmail.com. And we will see y'all soon. Peace. Peace.